This week I'm having a chat with Lauren and Chris from the YouTube sailing channel Sailing Indiana. Lauren and Chris are both from the UK. They met in Thailand after taking a break out of the corporate world to do some travelling. Chris achieved his sea legs as a sea cadet at a young age and Lauren learned how to sail on dinghies. Wanting to travel the world they decided to buy a sailboat which is a Jib C 372. They spent the past two years adapting their life for long-term cruising, changing their jobs and careers as well as refitting their boat for offshore long-distance cruising. If you want to follow Lauren and Chris, check out their YouTube sailing channel, Sailing Indiana. Follow the Ocean Cruisers on Instagram and Facebook and join our Patreon community to watch the full podcasts. When did you start sailing? So when, when did you actually start spending time on the water, like from a leisure perspective even? Uh, it was different for both of us. I think for me, I was a sea cadet. <laughs> and, um, oh, no way. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So from 10 till I was 14, 15. And um, yeah, that is a really, really good opportunity to get yourself on the water. So it's mm. yeah, either mucking around in kayaks or toppers, you know, dinghy sailing, um, up to having weekends away on HMS Bristol or the like, you know, up to any sort of size. So yeah, that was my kind of entry level, um, getting into the, yeah, into that side of things. So that's really cool. Mine's like that's zero. the first time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's well, yours isn't zero. Yours is. It's pretty much zero. I don't think you can count going on holiday and like going on little dinghies when you're like in Greece as a kid, like yeah. that's really not sailing. That's literally how I started sailing. Okay, fine. Okay, I was on a holiday and I was on a dinghy yeah. <laughs> when I was 14 with my German friend. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, that's so it literally just all I've done before. Yeah, that's yeah, basically it. My dad, it, my dad can sail a bit, and he used to take us out when we were kids. Like very lucky to go on like really nice sort of like summer holidays, and yeah, go to places yeah. like that. And yeah, my dad used to sail a bit, but I think he always be like, "Go and do a skipper's course." And I think as a kid, I was like, "No, I'm not going to listen to you." Like, what do you know? And now I'm like, "Why didn't I do it when I was younger?" But yeah, still don't listen to him. But you're <laughs> no, still, yeah. Yeah, changed, it's great. But... <laughs> yeah, we never change. That's the way we're always out towards our parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So, so I take it when you bought this boat that you're now living on full time and cruising yeah. on, uh, this this was your first boat purchase. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is amazing. Um, and also the first time we were were left in charge of a boat right. this yeah. size on our own. Yeah. Because yeah. To our, <laughs> from from our youth of, of a little bit of holiday sailing and a little bit of dinghy sailing, um, we didn't sail. Um, at all until we did our day skipper course when yeah it was september 2020 2020 yeah, yeah. september mm-hmm. so we met in um thailand in bangkok on traveling a traveling type of thing and um that was just just before the big nasty pandemic that everybody's lived through <laughs> okay. um yeah that was december 2019 and then yeah i came back in the january and then pretty much a few months later it was like everything just went into i got i got a minute whoa so you met <laughs> yeah and then like a few months later you were living on a boat no not that crazy but not, not far off but not far well, off yeah. decided to yeah, yeah effectively yeah like, right, we must like so, each other like quite yeah a lot, yeah, so you know, yeah still still figuring it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. were you both doing in bangkok like that's a super strange place for two british people to me yeah so we, it, it was is. a backpackers like sort of whistle stop well like shoestring like tour yeah. of um yeah mm. we did bangkok we did thailand then we did cambodia and vietnam um for oh, cool. three weeks yeah. yeah and you did an extra week yeah but yeah, yeah so i did it on my own and then i met you 
yeah, out there just me on, on the same my mate out there yeah yeah so we, on the same group mm-hmm. tour so that was pretty cool i ditched my mate and i was like yeah oh, that's sorry. really good <laughs> 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 so I found a girl now. Sorry, boys. I'm out of yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been fun. It's the way last but... holidays go, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the way they go. I found a girlfriend now. Fine. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I've been to the, I didn't enjoy Cambodia, but uh, Vietnam, I think, is stunning. And Thailand, I also love because the people yeah. are just so nice and the food's amazing. But yeah, Cambodia, I was like, whoa, this is a dive. This is a real it's dive. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's, yeah. it's yeah, really yeah. tough. We, I did it like, everyone always says to do it that way around so i did cambodia and then Th- and then vietnam and i think yeah. it's a pretty best so i think if you did vietnam and went to cambodia you'd be like hmm okay what's yeah. here but obviously yeah. the history of Let's the place is pretty horrible so. it's the history yeah i know it's it's, it's quite heart-wrenching isn't it yeah, being there you yeah. go into the to the oh, if you go to the tunnels and things up um um uh where is it in you're talking about the killing field this, yeah. is, this is very sad oh, no. for a podcast Sorry, let's yeah, maybe let's not, not talk about it, this but, yeah. <laughs> oh no i know what you mean yeah okay um, no like I, I didn't go to any of that stuff yeah no no don't don't do it <laughs> yeah. 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 i'm not going back and if <laughs> no. i do i'm not going to like mass murder sites so no <laughs> like, no, no go, worry about that yeah. go to a bar yeah. and drink tiger beer that's all you need to do right yeah, yeah. And that's, that's all there is yeah. to do yeah <laughs> it was just like what i remember about Camber. i'm sure there's nice places to it like there is because yeah. people are really friendly but like we we stayed in pom fen and it was just like there was just rats and prostitutes everywhere, and like this oh literally. In it. If I was gonna, if I was just gonna point out two things that I remember, it's just like street rats <laughs> and hookers all over wow. the place. Oh god! Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah any, uh, Vietnam. Anyway, that's a nice one. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. If you do go back that way, go to Laos. So after Vietnam, I went to Laos. You went yeah. home, but yeah. It's um incredible. It's like lush green and like mountainous and no mopeds like rushing around trying to kill you. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a t- it's a total contrast to Vietnam as well, but also, yeah, pretty amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So what type of backgrounds did you come from? Like, because, you, you know, you both ended up like backpacking on the cheap in Asia. Um, have you always traveled like both of you? Or was it like you're in the corporate world and you wanted a break? How, how did you both end up over there from like mindset perspective? <laughs> Well, for for me, so midlife crisis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> no, yeah. for me, I mean, for me, I used to play in like heavy metal bands, and um, oh, good on you! All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like proper screamy, shouty bands and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was me growing up and um, touring, like jumping in a van with your mates, driving around Europe and America or wherever, and just having a great time and um, not really worrying about the career and that side of it. So. From the traveling aspect, I did a lot of my traveling through that. And mm. um, my life was kind of, you know, it was, you know, you didn't really think anything of jumping in a van and driving across a, you know, the continent or something. You know, it was, it, the world was a much, or became quite a small place, you know, quite quickly from, yeah. from a young age, which was great. You know, you put, put things into perspective and people that I met in different cultures and different people, you know, you'd stay in on the, someone's kitchen floor in uh, Amsterdam one night and then, you know, in a squat in Leipzig. And I the think next Lauren time... did this. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen floor in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is, you know, there's um, some That's of the stories that we good. won't go into now. But so that for me was... We've got was like that. an uncensored podcast that we can, <laughs> I think this we can is talk where this about all that on. <laughs> so that was yeah so that was for me um my background but then i sort of realized that well this isn't gonna get me far because it wasn't 
mainstream and it you know it wasn't going to make any money they weren't going to play um, on capital radio or you know anything like no, that no no it was um mm-hmm. it was so i sort of then yeah put a suit and tie on and went into the city and um got a degree and got a chartership and now i'm a chartered surveyor <laughs> so um oh nice okay <laughs> total <laughs> such contrast. a career transition you have like screamo chris <laughs> and corporate chris they're like two yeah. different yeah people. it's it's a different one but, but i don't think you can hide that i mean you've got long hair a beard and you're covered in tattoos so yeah, yeah. i'm in the same club mate <laughs> i'm yeah, in exactly yeah. the same club i've got sabbath yeah. tattoos all over me so okay so you're you're a rocker and that's probably where you got your travel book from a little bit yeah 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 that's pretty it. what that's about pretty you lauren when, when did you start traveling and getting into it so my mum is South African and when I was, well, I was born in the UK, but then I actually moved to South Africa when I was 10. So I grew up nice. there like pretty much my whole school life and sort of like high school and everything grew up there and then moved back to the UK when I was 20. Um, but I kind of always went back and forth and then my dad would take us on holidays and stuff. So I've always been very lucky and traveled a lot. And my mum mm. in her early twenties, I think left South Africa and went backpacking around Europe in the camper van which was called lucky strike they used to break down every like week i think but um so she's always traveled and she, i think that travel bag i think definitely came from her so i've always yeah i've always loved yeah going to different places traveling and then yeah sign up to do a backpackers tour around southeast asia on my own because i thought why not and no one else wanted to do, do it with me yeah. so i did it on my own but yeah i've never kind of had that fear i suppose of traveling or just sort of doing stuff and getting around but yeah growing up yeah, good Africa on you for like well. going out there and doing it by yourself because like there's so I, I knew so I, like I was the same that's pretty much what I did in a way but I had so many friends who like wouldn't go and I know so many people who didn't go traveling just because the friends wouldn't and they wouldn't have done yeah. it on their own yeah no. even like now I think like I'm in my 30s and still loads of my friends are still like oh like I couldn't couldn't do it on my own which is you know it's not a bad thing I suppose that's the way they've been brought up but I think my mum especially has always just been like go for it and just do it like and yeah, yeah, I've met you, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But <laughs> yeah. I know in a few years, it's yeah. <laughs> living on a boat now. <laughs> I know, like what's happened? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's moved pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long had you two been together before you actually moved on a boat? Um. So we yeah, met December 2019, and then we. So you wanted to do your skippers course anyway. Yeah, so we, then, we almost didn't meet because I was going to take the time off and do my go and do my skippers course and do like a two week thing. And I was like, oh, no, do you know, what? I could get like I could get probably four weeks off work because over Christmas, I thought I'll do the skippers in the summer when it's warmer and I'll just do this Southeast right. Asia thing instead. So it was a close thing that we almost didn't meet. So yeah, your life would have been so dull. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? Like such small decisions that can lead to such like crazy outcomes. Like yeah. you only look back yes. on your life, like oh, if I only Bad, didn't do that, it? like yeah, yeah, and, that's, and yeah. that's kind of then. So I had the idea already to sort of well, look, I, I want to live on a boat and buy a boat and or, or learn how to sail a boat again and and that sort of thing. So I was already going to do it, and then because obviously we had the pandemic and things, and I was living in central London at the time, and. London just shut down and it was like the only reason you live in central London is one because you work there but two because of the social and and yeah and it's like you got work and play but both of those things are taken away there's nothing to do in London it's just like living anywhere else in the world 
you know the spark that is London yeah 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 dear god is now <laughs> so it was like yeah. yeah so we had all that to deal with and also then trying to start a new relationship and you were now not allowed to see each other because we don't we weren't living together and I was like well look it's now or never really and um so I said look it's um you come up to the summer and I said I'm going to book myself onto this day skippers course it's just something I want to do I said um you know it'd be 10 days but we could go somewhere afterwards or something like that and um you were like, oh, yeah, I'll come and do that with me, with, with you. He was like, no, I really wanted to go on my own. No, no. <laughs> but I was like, no, I was like, no, no, no. You don't, you know, I just thought it was like, you, oh, no, I'll come and do it. I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. Like, it's just something I wanted to do. You don't have to come. And you're like, no, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, why would I not come to that? And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah let's do it. Let's just come along with it. I think. And then that made me comfortable enough to maybe start saying, well, actually, I did have this idea about maybe buying a boat and living on a boat and yeah so i was you know, she didn't know at that point no, <laughs> you know, like, so he just wants to go on a boat for a few days don't forget yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sunning ourselves on a yacht for 10 days i was like what have i signed up to you know oh. it was i had to ease into yeah oh yeah and, but yeah and then we did the, it was a 10 day we did our theory online and we then we did because the, we were both furloughed over yeah covid which in some ways was a good thing because we had loads of time to yeah think mm. about what else we could do with our lives so yeah and so then yeah we did the 10 days living on a boat and that was more to say could we do it you know can we live in this small space because we hadn't yeah. been in that sort of environment before as much as which you know, uh, sailing school did you go with jolly parrot oh it's yeah in, jolly parrot yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 they what were great they got? uh what was it there was we a, had a better toe was a, it was a bavaria 36 or something we had oh we that was on. it sorry um and but they've got some oh, i can't remember what the sporty one there's a sportier one i can't remember what it's called what it's it was called crazy parrot yes i think it is yeah i think it is yeah some yeah it was quicker than the one we were on let's put it that way <laughs> yeah we were on the slower one which i was quite grateful for i think yeah. for the first, first sailing trip i thought well, the other the one perfect like size do you know like, for like doing your day skipper on like 36 38 foot like it's it's brilliant got like oh, yeah. six or eight people in there like it's really good yeah. no i think it's a really good entry point for for coming at this life i mean a lot of people now and probably us as well are doing it not necessarily coming at it from oh i enjoy sailing let's get a bigger boat it's more i want to either travel the world or i want to live an alternative lifestyle yeah. oh you can do that on a sailing boat mm -hmm. oh, i better learn to sail or i better do i even get seasick do i like sailing so yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's there's so many different ways to come at this life now it's um but i would say doing that day skipper course initially that is such a great um learning tool or, or you know you go like 10 days living in that environment or it could be longer is this for me and you go straight away yes or no so i think that's yeah yeah it you excites you and you get a big thrill out of it or you're like well this is small and i don't like people so this is a yeah. Idea. <laughs> um, yeah it's good though but yeah, yeah like from from like a you know like an alternative living perspective like you just said uh it's awesome now you know with the internet you can just work on your computer from anywhere you want yeah <laughs> you yeah exactly full -time. and that whole thing yeah. has been massively you know increased like, like working remotely thing is now a thing so yeah like um, the pandemic was a bit of a nightmare but actually i think it definitely helped with things like that because it definitely sort of fast-tracked well you've been your job you've managed to sort of keep and move on to like a remote role yeah. stay remote yeah right. i've, yeah, I've chopped good. around a little bit and gone back to somewhere because they've let me now work remotely so that's amazing yeah. um yeah but yeah like a couple of years ago or a few years ago that wouldn't have been no yeah and that's massively i mean yeah 
joining the dots. I'm, I'm, then. I'm glad that uh, a lot of businesses have gone through this and they're like, oh, we, we don't have to force people to come here. You know, yeah. they, they can yeah. just stay <laughs> at home. And it's actually better because they can get an extra hour with the kid, not, not in the car, save petrol, whatever. Um, yeah, I think like the sales businesses, like uh, I used to work in oil and gas and like the sales side of the energy industry, like that was okay. straight back in the office. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like We want to see everything that you're doing. <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, like some grown up companies, I think. They've, uh, yeah. and my wife works for um, Rolls Royce and um, oh, okay. they're, they're just like, yeah, work from home. No problem. Brilliant. They're yeah, absolutely all for it. Yeah. So it should be just like far better like yeah just work-life balance and you can just get stuff done and not sit on a train or drive yeah. for hours i mean it's yeah it is mm. you know yes it is a sort of privileged position to have a job that you can do remotely and not everyone does have that mm. um luxury luxury and that's you know we understand that but i think we've you know we've got we've t- we've taken two years we've lived we've on the boat for two years now we've had the boat for two years obviously um but we haven't gone sailing around the world yet you know, so we that two years has been spent not just getting the boat ready, but getting ourselves ready. And getting, yeah. As Lauren just said about getting you've moved around a couple of jobs to try and get that mm. remote status. And I've had to sort of take a bit of a sidestep and maybe like stunt my career growth if if you were career minded and go, well, actually, no, that's, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in a remote working sort of environment. And I've had to get, you know, work my way to to that goal to, yeah. to, to achieve that so we've spent two years not just getting as i say the boat ready to go sailing we need to get ready because we don't want to just there's different ways you can go at it you could save up some money take a sabbatical and go off or quit quit your job and go off and that's great and you may have a great six months or a year you're gonna have to put the boat on the hard and come back and work and and get the money to go back out again at some point mm. or you pick up little jobs as you go but i think for us and the way we want to do it is it's got to be sustainable yeah. you know we as in we need we just want to keep go once we've gone we don't want to you know necessarily come back until we're done with it you know or like until yeah. or just have that in the back of your mind the whole time where you're just thinking like oh but yeah we can only do this x one time then we're gonna have yeah. to come back we, and everything else yeah, so i think yeah. if we can kind of just maintain it it's sort of make the system work for us basically it's kind of the way yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. so there's longevity to it as well i mean like the um when i when i was well, when I've been cruising just like through the summers for the last three years on the last boat that we had, I always have my laptop on me and I was just like, I'll get up, I'll do three hours, I'll sit in the cockpit, you know, yep. look at some waves, have a nice time, and then I'll do like a few hours at night. And then yeah. during the day, I can just swim and, you know, yeah. just do, do whatever I want. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you know, you have, you have, unless you've naturally put yourself in an industry where that's possible, which most people still are, if you're a bricklayer or you're a plumber, if you're working in an office, yeah, if you're working yeah, in a library, can. whatever, that's, yeah, it's not an option at all. And it takes a bit of time to like, you know, retrain yourself, reskill yourself exactly. so you can put yourself in an industry where it's possible or, you know, work for yourself online, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good that you did that. Yeah. No, I think that is a big part of it. And I think, People might look at it and go, well, it's okay for you. You know, you're, you you got a remote working job. It well, takes yeah, work. But it takes work. Yeah. We've worked a long time to get those jobs and to get to that point. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's this difference for everybody and, and it, there's different ways into it. But I, I think it's it's good to like knock down those barriers to entry. You know, those barriers that people look yeah. at and go, you know, because it, it does seem, I think, to some that it is this unobtainable lifestyle or that, you know, I look at you, you guys having so much fun type of thing. Well, 
we're grafting you know we're, we're yeah <laughs> it's not easy you know it's, we get it on like the instagram yeah. sometimes they're like oh look at you on oh. your yacht and you're like that's really not what this um, is i guess it's we do post a couple of things <laughs> uh, like you know like i mean yeah but- there's a yeah, yeah. no, it's sure. nice. Like, look, look back through, you know, your photo album on your phone. You're like, oh, look how great my life is for like five seconds a day yeah. when I take a photo. <laughs> yeah. They don't see us like shivering yeah. in the cold or like tipping the ice away. Yeah. Or, Honestly. Or yeah, yeah, or like having to, yeah, you know, risk your job a bit or your sort of yeah. career or anything like that, trying to go like, oh, how can I make this work? And it's scary when you've built something for so long and you've been ingrained in this system and society where you're like, you have to have a job and you have to do this. And then to kind of like break that mold a bit and kind yeah. of go, right well we know we want this lifestyle so and we also still need money so how can we kind of yeah. make that yeah. work for us so what kind what of industries got there? are you both in now and uh, like what type of jobs are you doing not specific like not exactly but like yeah. you know how, how are you funding the life that you've got working remotely yeah so i'm in marketing so i work for a company um in london my boss actually knows what i, I do he's quite good he's, he's happy with the whole sailing thing so it's quite nice um yeah, yeah. I just I think I learned being really honest about it definitely helps but um yes yeah, so I'm in marketing so I can basically work remotely put your life on the internet so you'd struggle if you I are. know it's yeah like, <laughs> I'm not Lauren I'm Jane you know <laughs> wouldn't Lock work everybody online but yeah no yeah. so he knows so Clark quite nice. with some glasses pretending someone yeah, else that's not me yeah. I don't know who that is <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully remote um I have to kind of pop into London every now and again but nothing nothing major so yeah I'm quite I've sort of got quite lucky with yeah yeah Yeah, that's good and I I um as I said went to um to did my uni degree quite a bit later in life and um uh yeah got got chartered as a as a chartered surveyor so property surveyor but um I mean that job the clues in the name you go and survey properties so <laughs> there's not many property surveyors who don't have to be somewhere at a certain time and go traveling around and doing surveys and i spent a lot of that a lot of well quite a few years driving around doing certain property surveys and things and that kind of um yeah that kind of thing but now i've spent yeah as i've spent the last year or so positioning myself into a different depart a different team within the business that I work for. I work for quite a large like American sort of property real estate firm type of thing. So there's loads of different little things that they do. And um yeah, it's a more international team and they've got surveys all over the world and and, and things. But part of what they do is is like a a desktop version and it's you don't have to go anywhere and you can just do the numbers side of it from your laptop send off the reports and that's now what i've managed to um carve out for myself effectively it's create a new role that is just one person doing this and and that's me Brilliant. so yeah yeah quite that's quite fantastic lucky. yeah, yeah so, so you've just made like cruising full time um completely sustainable yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, we, and we literally just did it in it we just well i just changed teams in effective from the first of september and we left on the 1st of September from Brighton and started sailing down, yeah, <laughs> down the coast. Yeah, literally, like, I think the next day or whatever. So, yeah. It's yeah, been... we didn't waste any time once. <laughs> no, we were like, yeah, go, that's go, fantastic. Go. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, good on you. Because that just, uh, I, I went through the same thing. I worked in um, a number of corporate jobs. And then I was like, okay, if we are eventually going to go traveling full time, I need to sack it off. So I started working for myself about five years ago six awesome. years ago and then yeah I had some people working for me and then I was like no it just needs to be me and then I just like scaled it all the way back to the point yeah. where 
<clears throat> just choose my hours but yeah it takes a lot of stress to get there so <laughs> yeah exactly like, good on you. It's not yeah good on you for doing that so yeah. you did your day skipper down in um jib and then you started looking for a boat or did you find a boat then do your day skipper we, no we yeah skipper and then and then we decided we okay. can do this we like this so yeah. then we yeah came back and started the boat hunt really didn't yeah. we and then bought this mm. in the november yeah for, so we did the course in september and bought the boat in november yeah <laughs> so, pretty... so you met in january you yeah, yeah december january yeah right um, and then by the following november you were living on the boat yeah pretty much pretty well much. yeah because we yeah, had cool. a few issues with the boat we needed to get it sorted it was out of the water for a bit so effectively from february we were launched back in in the next year yeah yeah boat so, was in like yeah norfolk, that's really good so yeah. we had to take her from norfolk to brighton as well so that was fun yeah we've we, the saga mm. like you know <laughs> began when we got the boat really that was the real the real learning curve and it's been um it's been a bit of a yeah i think if there was any two people who like just deserve an electric motor just for the simplicity i think it's no, due it's to no, <laughs> like, yeah yeah like it was like, like sitting fossil in the fuels galley for not like good for months. you guys yeah god yeah. no it was like the, we had the engine like in the galley for like months on end and i was just like is were this you, ever gonna go we were using it as a Got long time. Yeah, we, we literally used it as the bottom step for, for the <laughs> companion oh, way. For... It was a nightmare. <laughs> I think we, yeah. So what, how, how did the like the boat purchase process go for you? Like, did you have I mean you had you had an experience on being on like a 36 foot, 38 foot boat when you did your skippers. So yeah. were you thinking something similar to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're six foot two, so you needed to be able to stand up in it, I think was the one of the, <laughs> one one of the, the biggest, main things. Yeah. Mm. Surprising the amount of boats you can't stand up in if you're six two like yeah if you're six two and you got your trainers on my old boat was like i'm six two and that was like six three so if i had my trainers on i was like yep. hobbited all yeah. over the place so yeah yeah i was yeah. like this is great these all are perfect for me and even like no problem <laughs> yeah you just <laughs> chris is walking around like that <laughs> it's like, it's not, not she's like i love it this is the one and i'm just like this yeah, yeah. In the corner. But yeah there were a few little things on the checklist weren't there like in terms of what we thought we wanted yeah and most of them were more more to do with comfort and liverboards stuff rather than performance and you know like oh yeah. you know what's the displacement ratio blah 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 and all that kind of which we didn't know much about anyway because we were quite new to it but it was more like can we live on this boat is it comfortable and uh-huh. obviously does it have the capability of sailing around the world yeah i mean that's yeah not necessarily i mean yes we wanted it like blue blue water but it's a loose term i suppose but um you know yeah just to be capable but that was it really and yeah. then so with that i suppose the comfort side was we were looking for a center cockpit initially and um just because that would give you the aft cabin and we mm-hmm. just thought that was a good idea but um yeah we when we found indiana um which is not a center cockpit you still had the aft cabin which was it's the master version so we would usually have a two cabins each side we've just got the one big one it's pretty low down mm-hmm. but once you're in it's fine <laughs> so yeah yeah and you get a full bed shape like in the, in the back yeah. as well on them yeah yeah it's huge in there so, so that which, was which boat is it which model uh it's the, the gypsy th- uh, 372 master yeah so it's yeah 37 and a bit foot and um yeah she's 1989 french and um 
yeah not too bad actually not 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 in a bad way i think um when we got it the people we bought it from only had it for a year or two they were doing a massive refit on on her and um because they were going to sell her on the med that was their sort of like initial plan wasn't it yeah and they got the boat at auction um for i only found out how much it was quite recently actually because we got the paperwork sent back to us um because we we got the boat partly on finance and um so they hold the they hold the paperwork um and so recently got a loan out to pay them out of the equation they sent back the paperwork and i was like oh that's how much they got it at auction from and it was way less than what it you was could. like a quarter of what we paid for it. but <laughs> but it no was way. not a quarter what did they get it like sight on scene or something yeah because it was uh i think the marinas sold it they it was arrested from the previous owner by the marina oh, or possessed. something like that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Arrested. arrested it was that's what i kept saying no i know yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the, boat, the naughty boat has been arrested yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smuggling or something who knows yeah <laughs> oh, God. um but yeah, and so, but that had been, I think, I think it hadn't been sailed and, and it had just been left to rot either in or out of the water. One of the two, I can't remember. But so the, but the people we bought it off were doing loads of work. Like the, the, the guy had like redone the whole like electrics, like plumbing, um, put an Everspatcher in. He used to work for Oyster or Swan Oyster. Oyster. Um, and there was oh, well. a fair few like chunky bits of kit that we're thinking like, well, where did these come from? But yeah, <laughs> we don't know whether he'd, whether he'd found them or whether he'd paid got them on the cheap but either way they were on the boat and um yeah there was like a sort of half an autopilot system and there was a full sort of raymarine um kit list of um of, of different multifunction displays and um chart plots and things so actually the i don't begrudge paying the money for it too much like there's in you know the, the markup because they've done a fair bit of work for it and um or, or to it sorry and yeah so i'm not it's not too hard a pill to swallow, but we, I'd, I'd like to have knocked maybe five or 10 grand off of what we paid for it, for the rigging side of things, because we, it was just totally shot to bits basically. Yeah. Get a rigging inspection. Oh yeah. Bryn, the... Bryn told me about your rigging experience to end it up oh, yes. stung a little bit. He was saying, Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, cool. Yeah. Tell any, us what, a, went, what yeah. went on with us. Any advice to anyone else would definitely get a rigging inspection. Cause we didn't, cause we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to buy a boat, get a rig inspection is what yeah. we're just going to say about that. But yeah. <laughs> it was um, the, the the people we bought it from. Surprising that the people you bought it off did a lot of work to it, but the rig so they, was in such a the, terrible state. It's the first thing you'd fix if you were refitting a boat. Yeah, they yeah. did the standing. They did do the standing rigging, but mm. wrong. But whether wrong. Where, yeah, so I think it was a, like a friend of of someone's who sort of did it. So yeah. I think it was yeah. Like it was one missing. Of those it's quite a big mast because it's in in mast furling so it's quite a chunky mm. mast anyway for the boat um and it needs quite a few stays and there was two backstays that just weren't there um which we didn't know until <laughs> okay you know, just like two not not sorry we're not backstay but in a in a um mid um well like yeah mid stays i think um oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, in ones. Um, they just weren't there, and um, and then also the swaging. So at the top, where obviously the connections are, it was you know like we you you put the um um st- st- stanchions in, and then um you go all the way to the end and crimp it, yeah, or swage mm. it. But they were only in halfway into the fittings, and then swaged. Yeah. And like when we got okay. the rig inspection finally done, when we got the boat to Brighton. Um, we got the boat, yeah, we moved the boat down from Norfolk to Brighton to get, and then we thought, oh, get someone in to help us put the mast back up and off we go sailing. 
and they were like we're not putting that mast up or if we do you're going to sign a bit of paper to say that we didn't we didn't agree that it was safe to do so um right so yeah and it was yeah and so there was a bit of that and then um so from there then there was other things that maybe maybe we if we knew a bit more about boats and sailing and what boats need we probably wouldn't have gone for but we 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 got like totally specked out basically for um over spec we've got this like harken we got the cars the tracks and the runners done and Mm. um yeah all of it like harken stuff like quite high-end things because the the boat like i said it's a bit quite big mass and it and it and it's quite like the boat is quite i don't know what the words but it's 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 capable i was saying you know so it, it does it can oh yeah it's a proper like, boat you can sail yeah. around the world in it no problem yeah. Yeah. yeah and so in which case yeah, yeah the, the rig was like yeah you know you, you it does need to take these sorts of i think of forces, he thought we were going it? racing around the world and oh, not maybe, sailing yeah, around maybe, the world it just like, he just <laughs> over, like, yeah. do you know like, though yeah. there is such a, d- a dramatic difference like do you know if you go on a production like a normal production boat and you'll get like you know your uh you know, your Genoa tracks, for example, or your winches or your blocks, all that type of stuff. If you compare the basic stuff to the difference in quality that you get with like some of the Harken gear, that's yeah. like double the price, but like, oh my God, it's so much better. Yeah. Um, on yeah. the boat I've just got, that's like got all Harken stuff and like the Genoa cars, I'm just like, oh my God, this is like a beast. This is just yeah. so massive. And there's like no, more bearings everywhere. Like yeah, they are way better. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, that's the thing. So we yeah. got stand and rigging, all new running rigging. We got furler at the front, you know, and um, yeah, then the cars, the tracks and um, and the mast itself, like the whole in mast furling system needed. It was all seized up because I think where it hadn't been used for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we I think we got a bill of about 20 grand, like so straight off the bat. I think you phoned me oh, when I was at work and you were like, I've got the bill. And I was like, how much is it? And I was like, was, oh my God. Yeah, the first one was like eight grand. And then the next for the other bits, it was like five. And then the rest of it, yeah, it was like. So this is why we still have day jobs because we need to pay for all of these. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for all the rigging. Yeah. Mate, I can see where it adds up. I, I wanted to, so I'm ordering some sales now and I wanted to get a, um, uh, a furler so I could basically like put uh, Jenica on a furler. Because oh, cool. I do yeah. most most stuff by myself and my wife is, you know, loving life downstairs. And um, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get, a, I'll just get a further and then I'll put like an asymmetrical on it. It's like nine grand just for like a further yeah. for an asymmetrical because it? it needs to take a, a big sale. I was like, there's no way yeah. I'm spending nine grand on a furling system. No chance. On, on my old boat it would have been like two or three. Honestly, yeah. And, it, and without even thinking, like you can just sneeze like five grand and it's just like... I mean, it, and actually the the same rigor oh, no, was no, i'm just gonna do this That's not, that wasn't like timed or anything. <laughs> <It's all> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you look like you're freezing cold and sick anyway so we were going to get our, our spinnaker set up as well and um all we needed was some some blocks and um the little the little car thing for the front of the mast and hmm. um yeah, and that was going to be like seventeen, no, fourteen hundred pounds just for a few blocks and a, some, obviously some of the lines and sheets as well and things. But it's like, what the? Oh, yeah, I don't so how many didn't realize how expensive everything was going to be. Everything we, it. we thought we were just going to like take it to Brighton. Okay, cool. We'll be out. We'll be sailing a few yeah. weeks later, and then no, it just all it's, started. Yeah, up. that stuff can add up. It's that like something I just recommend so much to people who get boats, like old and newer boats as well, because newer boats break all the time. It's just yeah. like 
figure out how to do stuff for yourself yeah figure out, like, yeah. the rigging for example i'd never go to a rigger and be like can you re-rig my boat i just go <laughs> and buy all the stuff and do it myself you just yeah. do it one stay at a time just just have yeah. someone to help you with the mass change one stay come down change the next like yeah. a few days True. work and then just get a rigger to come and tension it you know like True. and then yeah. they can sign yeah. it off your insurers something like that um but yeah just figuring out how to do stuff yourself the good thing is that you now have that knowledge and experience. You've got a boat that's going to be really structurally sound, like that question, and it's yeah. well rigged, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so you want that assurance. You're going to be yeah. crossing the Atlantic. You're probably going to be crossing the Pacific. You want that assurance that you've got, you know, a strong vessel. So I don't think yeah. it was money wasted at all. I think it no. was maybe you could have saved money, but whatever. Yeah. It was no, you you'll save money moving on because of this experience absolutely yeah that's that's a good way of looking at it. its experience we've we've paid for at the same time as the the, the products it's you know it's yeah it's, it's money well spent and i think when we are out there and we're like oh you know this this squall's coming in and um yeah we should have we should have paid the extra money for this or i wish we, yeah. we should, you're always gonna be worried but when you have paid mm-hmm. that when you have gone to that uh, you know change the bit that somebody told you to change and yeah, I guess you can just sleep easier at night. And well, it's better yeah. for it to all go wrong now when we're not out there. Yeah, rather true. than yeah, then it all goes wrong later on, and then we're still adding yeah, up these jobs. That's later true. On. That's another like, reason why we've taken this sort of two years to get the boat ready is everything that's needed to to happen, but also, um, you know, things that were going to break have, or hopefully, <laughs> and um, you know, touch wood. Yeah, and it's the stuff that we 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 now can fix because yeah, we're in. Well, at the moment we're in Falmouth, which is a great place to get stuff fixed because there's loads of places yeah. to get, yeah, loads of contractors down here and com- there's competition. So it's not as expensive as other places and mm-hmm. and it's a pretty place. Yeah. So, so how have you found cruising around the UK? Cause you've been uh, living on your boat for like two years now in the UK. Have you spent like a lot of time on anchor or has it mostly been like getting the boat fixed up in marinas, working, getting everything sorted out and traveling a bit? more like that. the latter yeah, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> yeah it's it's um we've been sort of based in brighton and we've done we went down around the solent for a bit last year and then this year has been up to eastbourne and back and now down to falmouth that was the biggest one we've done so yeah not as much sailing as we thought but again we had the engine out for half the time so <laughs> well <laughs> yeah effectively the engine's we been did. So the, what? The big, just explain this um, this engine. Just like talk the about engine, this engine. The engine saga. <laughs> yeah, of, it's the. Yeah, I've never known Indiana. anybody to like. I've, I've so many photos online of like my engine is in pieces again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we, have, we have a lovely like uh, one of our the lady that follows us on Instagram. She's so lovely, but she messaged me a while ago. I think when we had all the. She's like, I love watching you guys, but can we please not have any more engine videos? And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm with you. It's an engine channel. Changed it. We've got our own like playlist. I'll, I'll let you engine. What engine is it? What what's what, so, what type of engine? A messed up one, I'm gonna yeah. swear, but I won't. Nah, she's sweet. She's sweet. Um <laughs> it's a it's a Yanmar um 3GM 30F. So it's okay. and it's original, but those are very good and very sought after engines. So um, yeah, I yeah. don't know why that would be breaking so much. Exactly, you wouldn't think that it would. Um, the issue was a bent comrod. Well, one mm, of the issues okay. anyway. 
so that will do it so um it's um which is good because it that, that they bend instead of break because if they broke then that's your engine gone um yeah because it will stick out the side and cause a lot of problems so they bend instead which is lovely but to get to them you have to take the engine out and turn the engine over and get in the bottom but um yeah and then we blew a few head gaskets i think well we we thought the issue originally was um were you breaking head head. gaskets because the rod was bent and it was creating some strange type of compression um no i think well we ended up flooding the engine as well (laughs) Um, okay. so w- water came out of the air intake which is the other side of the engine to where the water should be so that's never good um <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, this was yeah well if you, if you... <laughs> i was sitting here and you're just like there's water coming out and i was like what yeah if you if you try and so we've got decompression levers at the top so if you're trying to bleed the um the fuel through to the injectors so you could um you could sort of you decompress and then your engine won't turn over and then you can bring up the fuel that way and then then flip them back down again and it fires but um you can if you're cranking the engine too much with the c if you do that but with the seacock open you're bringing water in but the engine's not firing and so there's no exhaust or pressure to push the water back out um and it we can either well it either it's either that or it doesn't or it siphons back on itself so it basically then comes back up where your exhaust mix and elbow is and instead of oh, yeah so it just fire right. instead of because that's where it mixes isn't it the exhaust mm. and the water mix there but it will just back itself back up through that and into the block and once it's in the block then you've got water in the in the engine you've and got you're water in the engine yeah 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 which is oh, a water well, thoughts to that yeah, yeah. No, did so we? if you're if you're needing to crank over the engine for any amount of time you could just close the, the seacock you won't mess up your impeller if there's so there'll be some water in there to lubricate it but just just be... right for a couple of minutes anyway it's not gonna oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so um yeah and just, just whilst you're cranking it just because it could potentially just back up and just yeah so we did that that was Never great thought to that yeah because in the exhaust elbow you've usually got a tube and then another tube if water's coming That's, up it'll just go out the sides and it, yeah, yeah exactly yeah it'll just just pop back in so um that's yeah just something to people. think about yeah don't do um, what we do yeah yeah well that's yeah. the thing and then once you've done that it's seawater that's in your block as well so not only have you got water in the where it's not supposed to be you've got a corrosive very yeah. corrosive water in there that is um yeah it could then mm. you know so to see, take it apart clean it off effectively you want to take the head off the engine then straight away is yeah well saying that you you can then which is what we did we turned it over which pumps the water back out so the because luckily again you've got decompression levers that you won't have that compression because obviously water doesn't compress so you mm. just break or bend a comrade if you do that because it's you just can't there's so much force going into it and you it goes down the bottom instead of coming out the top um so then you you do decompress everything and you crank it over um and it should pump push the water back out and then if you if it starts which it should run it up to temperature you you should and could burn off the water and it, and it you know once it heats up and get everything out it could well be back to normal but 
Yeah, if you if you, the same with salt water, would you not get like salt crystals? Yeah, exactly. So you could, yeah potentially there's the risk of if, if it's been left for any amount of time, it's it's too late. But if if you mm. if you've done it and you're right there, then you should be be okay to then fire it up if it if it will start, which it should, um, and get that water out, burn it off, and you won't have that issue. Um, but our bent Conrad wasn't anything to do with that. That was just circumstantial. Um, right. We think that when so when we did get the head off because I, I hadn't actually there wasn't any pressure in in underneath the rod that that bent or, or above it sorry in the cylinder there wasn't any pressure there anyway so it wasn't it couldn't have been me that did it effectively so it had been mm. done before but when we got the head off this was the second time actually because the first time you're you falling asleep I'm sorry no I'm, I'm about not <laughs> <laughs> I was here these are nightmares no I'm sorry I, I I could get into it too much. But anyway, we took the head off and then we could see we had the three pistons and one of them wasn't quite coming right to the top of the cylinder of the, of the chamber. So it was just sitting just below it. And that's the telltale sign. If you've got a, a bent comrade, you just want you yeah. obviously then you, you yeah, yeah, it's you, not pushing it all the way up. Piston's yeah. not going to get to the top because it's it's bent. So then yeah, that was the telltale sign, and that was it. Then we said, well, that's then you're then down on compression because you've got a, the ring about that size. And if you've taken even a mil off of that, that's about amount of, an amount of compression you haven't then got. Um, mm -hmm. and so you'll be you'll be under 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 pressured and uh, underpowered, sorry. So it's worth taking the engine out and changing that changing it up. So that's what we yeah, did. For sure. Um, and then since then we've had things, uh, we've got a, um, well, our start, starter motor went when we were in, um, Dart Dartmouth yeah. or Solcombe, one of the two. Um, yeah, so that we had to hotwire the engine, um, just by putting a spanner over the, 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 the two, uh, nuts on the, um, on the, on the starter there. Um, mm. and then we've got, we've got a, a small air leak in the low pressure fuel side, which every time you turn the engine off it sucks it will when the, when the fuel settles it will draw a bit of air back in because wherever this leak is a little bit of air comes in so every time you go to start the engine it's trying to prime itself so it's trying to yeah. and so it, it'll just shake around and it just won't enjoy it so um which should be a quick fix but i haven't got around to it yet <laughs> yeah that doesn't that doesn't sound like a big one actually that that would be pretty easy to take care of you I mean the good things it. about engines is as long as the block isn't cracked <laughs> which is yeah. rare anyway but as long as yeah. the block isn't cracked you can take them apart fix them all you want um, oh yeah you've done it twice now and, haven't you yeah pretty much well and the good thing is about like a lot of the newer type of engines you know last 20 30 years you've got workshop manuals that literally tell you how to do everything like a, a, a good enough diyer as a kid could probably pick up one of these workshop manuals for like a yamaha yeah. or a volvo and take it apart put it back together yeah yeah absolutely and it's all online if you want it it's all there's there's youtube yeah. videos of everything you need to be doing mm -hmm. so it's um that's why i wasn't too worried about having a go myself um and yeah. the first time taking the head off and things i was doing myself my dad bless him he came down and um and helped out a bit as we used to work a lot on 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 you know, as a mechanic and um mm -hmm. so and i've done a bit of bit of that i think i did a sort of bit at college um on car mechanics and things so i'm not but i haven't for years i haven't touched any tools or anything like that so i wouldn't call myself um an expert an expert yeah well yeah so but as you said it's it's all there online and it's there's a manual for it and if you've got that kind of brain where you you see 
things that are put together mechanically and you know yeah, how it should break work. something down and reimagine yeah. it yeah yeah we did have lovely help as well didn't we well then yeah the second time yeah i think it's what you're alluding to yeah, yeah. A, um someone reached out to us on an instagram and said when they saw the water coming out um he's like stop what you're doing they said this is the point <laughs> get help now <laughs> yeah, i need to help these people i've been watching what you've been doing yeah and then this is now the point where i'm i'm, I'm and bless him his, his name's guy and he uh, and we know since that he's helped a few other sailing channels as well in the same sort of way. Oh, he, nice chat. He actually offered to come out and come down to Brighton where we were and said, if you don't mind me coming down, I'll be happy to come down and, and we could do it together. And he's he's just been a real knight in shining armour. So we, we, yeah, we... Oh, yeah, just oh, we awesome. a lot the most genuinely lovely human being ever. Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Just like hours out of his weekend would come down and help us. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think... It, and it always just like also phone call away if we needed anything. Yeah. Like you'd send him a message and he'd like phone Chris oh, yeah. back and yeah, like talk him through Start it. a motor goes at five in yeah. the morning when you're about to leave somewhere. I just, I'll, I'll message him and when he gets, when he wakes up, he'll, it, maybe he could help. He just rings me straight away. He's like, yeah. And I just, yeah. We, Some we, people we, are so nice, like oh, really generous yeah. with the time. I, I, was really in nice a, um, I was in a Moody Owners Association group before, and I think you pay like £40 or something a year to be a part of it. But okay. um, like the knowledge and the wisdom that is in that Owners Association oh, and then yeah. just the willingness of the people to help, like people love sailing and they love boats. And yeah, there's another one I'm in now for like the... Um, you know 54ds group and like you if you got a question you put it on there an hour later like your problems just solved yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean like so someone's just come straight to your help and it's it's so nice that people people do that but you would as well do you know what i mean like if you knew a thing or two about yeah. that engine and somebody asked a question you, you'd do oh, the we, same yeah. thing you know, we've been able it. to as well which is which is great there's, an, there's another sailing um couple who um saying then there's yeah flick and joe flick and joe really new to it i think and they but they've they've left falmouth and down down the coast of um portugal and um yeah we've sort of just been chatting on on instagram and they had similar issues where water's coming out of places it shouldn't do on their engine and mm -hmm. um they've watched our youtube episodes on it and reached out and i said yeah i can help as much as i i can um here's guy and then and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then it got to a point where i said well I don't, I don't know anything now but actually could you maybe you could speak to this guy and well to guy and yeah and 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 yeah this honestly and, and being able to do that just pass pass on that knowledge as much as you can but also then put them in touch with someone who could probably help and yeah that's mm -hmm. actually been amazing for to actually be able to give something back because let's say we, we're new to it as well we don't know that much and no. um yeah, to, to start feeling like a part of the community as well, that people maybe yeah, able to nice. reach out to us. It's been amazing, yeah. So Yeah, it's great. Do you know what's so nice about that part of it? And it's like, you don't really get that so much in normal day-to-day -day life anymore. The idea of moving into a street, you know, a block of terrace houses, and then, you know, you know yeah. Joe down the road and Rita, and, you know, everyone goes around for tea. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's it's, no. it's kind of a thing of the past. But it's nice because with, with sailing, like people are actually there for each other and they help out um it seems yeah. really cool definitely more of a community vibe than like the real world now oh god um, definitely we found it really weird i think when we first moved oh, onto yeah. the boat because people were like do you want to come around for dinner and we were like are they what? weird yeah. like 
it was like alien it was like <laughs> you're just so used to london life and no one talks to anybody and yep. you're a bit of a weird i was gonna to say, say to if, if you go honest. north if you go where i'm from like that's actually still normal <laughs> people are still I, friendly it's just yeah, a london thing it, it is yeah. it, i think it really yeah. is it is just london and like i my family sort of just outside of london as well and even then i think i used to speak to like a couple of my neighbors but yeah, so my nan and granddad, they're in their 90s. And I think at one point they used to know everybody on their street and used to go around for tea and everything else. But I just think, yeah, it's, it's really lovely. I think part of the sailing community, yeah. I think even online and also, yeah, just in the marina and on the pontoons or on anchorages, people mm. people just chat it just to took you. It took us some getting used to is all. Yeah, we yeah. just did it. We just yeah. didn't. Yeah, it's just totally different. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's different. Especially yeah. if you got used to London. But I remember the I started working in London when I when I was like 16, 17, I started going to London, you know, every other month, something like that for work. And I remember the first couple of times I went in a pub and I was with my friends and uh, my dad was there. And, um, you know, I was going up to people and I was just like, nobody talks to you here. What's the problem? He was just like, yeah, people don't talk to you in London. Like, they'll think you're weird if you do that. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but for, like, like, for real, where I'm from, <laughs> if you walk in a pub in Wigan and you're a stranger, you'll have... Um, a lot of friends in a very short yeah. space of time because you just oh, walk in, talk to whoever's at the bar, you'll make a load of mates. Yeah. So, sailing that's communities amazing. like the north of England, still not. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we don't mind that. Yeah. Don't mind that. <laughs> Friendly oh, down to earth people. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's just talk about your plans a bit. So, you, it sounds like you've got your engine discovered and then you know a bit more about the inside of it. And, yeah. the, and the boat's rigged and ready to go. So what, what's the what's the plan then for next year? We are, so we're, we're talking to you from sitting on the hard at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> on dry land, unfortunately, but the boat's just been taken out. We're getting some work done over the Christmas period and yep. getting launched mid-January. So, and then, oh, yeah, so mid-January. And then really we're looking at heading south as soon as we can. Well, maybe we said about april when, yeah, the, when april, the weather's May. good yeah. enough um and then we're going to head down do the biscay and get down to portugal i'd like to go to porto by boat and from there into gibraltar we've got uh, friends in gibraltar as well so that'd be nice to take the boat in there and also where the journey started with the day skipper thing to actually take our own yeah. boat in there Your would be amazing boat. Yeah, yeah, like, that would be so nice. Yeah. yeah, so I think yeah. we'll 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 get down to there, and then potentially then summer around the Balearics, because again, I think I I love those islands. It, they're just you just want to go to Ibiza. Oh, and Ibiza's <laughs> great as well. But oh, no. it's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, like so, like San Antonio Bay is so low class, but like just being on anchor, you know, you're just looking around. <laughs> There's all like the beach bars and stuff there. It oh, is yeah. wicked. I don't know if you went when you were a teenager, but like, you know, most British people did. So I've, I've been a couple of times. I've been a couple of times. I've skipped it. It's nice. Yeah, but then I think it's quite nice. cool. Like you could you can drop anchor in the bay and then it's literally just like, mm, 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 like everywhere around. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we might spend five or ten minutes there, you know, I'm sure. It's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be taking the dinghy over. He'll be like, right, I'll see you later. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got some friends to make in that place yeah yeah, yeah exactly. I'll be like, I'll the boat. yeah well, they're, so, so, they're so uh the brilliant they're amazing and you know like people um people sail all over the world and they get to the balearics and they're just like oh my god this is perfection because not only is it beautiful but you've got access to everything and there's decent yeah. towns and cities like within yeah. a short space of a wonderful um you know 
cliff type of anchorage where there's yeah. nobody around, you know, around the corner, you've got a town, you can get everything you need. Yeah, you um, fly to somewhere it's great. else if you wanted to, you know, it's, connect, it's connected. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so I think that's a good aim for us. I'd, I'd be very happy if we made it there by, you know, the summer and spent some time there. Um, and then we've said that, yeah, end of end of next year, we'll, we'll head uh, back out of the Med and head down to sort of, yeah, I guess um, Canaries and Cape Verde, yeah, something yeah. like that, ready mm-hmm. for potential Atlantic crossing at um, probably this time next year. We'll be talking to you from, you know, the uh, the you know the middle middle Caribbean. Atlantic, <laughs> yeah. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cape Verde is a cool place as well. We we ended up there by, I wouldn't say it was by accident, but uh, the couple who I crossed with there just like a, a fresh baby not fresh but you know like i think the baby was like fresh a, few, <laughs> a few months <laughs> old like that new smell um Aww. and uh, yeah they, because they didn't want to be on the water for so long they were like oh we'll go to cape verde and check out for a few days or whatever so they did it for that reason um but it's actually a cool place it's super strange because it's like a portuguese african island that's yeah, in the middle of the atlantic i think the portuguese gave it the back people are really nice um yeah the politics wise i think actually they the They've got independence, haven't they? I think it's oh, yeah, self-governing. Yeah, 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 self-governing. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, all, right. all the trade and commerce is still related to Portugal, like quite strong. Although they get a lot of stuff from China now, um, but yeah, it's still connected to Portugal. But it's their own, it's their own thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. But I, from what we've seen in the video uh, sailing videos we've watched of um, different people going there, it's like yeah, don't just skip the or you know don't just pop there to to launch like spend some time plan to spend some time there it does look yeah it does oh, yeah. look really amazing navica were there for a while but yeah they? navica don't yeah. know sailing navica um oh no they were there they were there when i was there oh, they oh yeah, there. Alex uh, but they, lovely. yeah but we didn't we didn't socialize with them because they um COVID, oh, God, it was so bad i was just down yeah everybody did mate everybody oh, yeah. oh, so God. there was like there's about six or seven boats and we all got there at the same time and yeah. after like spending five days on the water i was like i'm gonna get a drink and then another drink and another drink and i'm gonna have a great time here for a while and then we got there and everyone was like everyone's got covid and no one's going to the bar or socializing but i think they oh, had gosh. it for longer um they were yeah. doing yoga on the front of the boat so they were do, like they, they were okay right. like like physically they were fine yeah, i think yeah. but um yeah. yeah like i don't think they were going to land that much nobody was everyone was terrified yeah, oh, but God. that's mad. No. So it's yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's kind of still got these um things to worry about in life. You know, you, like you, as much as you're isolated on this boat and you're living your dream, and eventually you've unfortunately still got the perils of like you know mm. society and these things to worry about. Get drawn <laughs> back into pandemics. Cool and though, if you could like get into the Mediterranean at the start of the summer. Um, like I don't know how long or what you like how that journey is that you're planning on getting to Gibraltar, but yeah, like if you could set off sooner and you could spend like a full summer in the Balearics, you'd love it. I think if yeah, you got there sick. towards the end of the season and then you were like, oh, now we've got to go back to Gibraltar because it's like September and we want to get to the Canaries for like October, you'll feel like you've missed out because you want to spend enough time. There. Yeah, true. Be, yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. We, I mean, it, we're looking at dates and times and and things, and we, and obviously with work because we work, we do work full-time as well it's april bank holiday like the first week of april you could you could probably if there's a weather window you could get out then and get a lot of it at least the biscay covered and then lacarunia 
and then you could you could go straight to Porto from there. I want to maybe spend a few weeks or a month or something in Porto or around there. Um, mm. And then there's not really much else planned after that. That was really the, the main one for me is to hit Porto. So we could race down after yeah. that and sort of get in, you know, orcas um, and things yeah, uh, the allowing. <laughs> they but... sat in Cabot a few weeks I ago. Know. I think it was yeah. a Bavaria or something. And the guy, there was one video online and it was like this, this orca literally just pulled the rudder Mental. out and he was yeah. just swimming with the rudder in his mouth. Like, what a beast. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. They, the but guys yeah. were pretty calm. There was some. Footage. They were so calm. They were just like, "Yeah, well, we're yeah. going down." There's I was this, like, "Um, there's this footage <laughs> a lot more scared." What can you do? It? No, I know. They were like on the on the radio, and and you could hear the um on the other on the VHF. The other side was like, "Oh, and how how deep is the water?" And the guy looks around, and the camera pans round, and the guy is like waist deep in water, stood in the boat, and he's like, "Oh, well, I would say probably a meter, a meter and a half." And we're like, "What? I'm a meter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're gone now?" I'll be like, yeah, yeah. screaming. I'm like, "Yeah, we're it's gone. so scary though." So you do most bloody mornings he's just like on his phone like looking at the orca chat on on, on facebook. the facebook orca group and stuff mm. yeah but it's but it yeah. is scary but we'll see what happens it's yeah. not that common i mean it, it as far as sinking boats i think that's the first one one um i, I kept my boat in a place called Almerimar for a couple of years yeah, yeah and, um, there. That's, yeah so that's probably like one of the cheapest yards kind of once you enter the mediterranean and there's actually good mm. contractors there and stuff so a lot of people go there i remember i went into the yard when i put my boat on the hard to do just like bottom job and frugals and all that and um there was probably about four boats with rudders that had just been chewed and bitten <laughs> yeah 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 it was like three four five something like that but i remember walking around and looking and i was like these these guys are really yeah. chomping on these rudders like there i mean we've got we've it's got the like first a, yard um... so granted there'd probably be more there than anywhere else but still like it was weird yeah that's Scary. the thing but i think so our, ours is not it's not skeg hung rudder but it's like you know what is it semi skeg is it part skeg yeah, like half skeg. Um, yeah, half yeah, skeg. Half, yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking like that could be helpful. Because <laughs> I think... This is Chris's theory. Well, it I'm wouldn't like, pop off. You wouldn't have what the Bavaria had where you just yeah. pull the rudder shaft straight. And like the so, hole in the boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking... It could, I mean, yeah. yeah, you lose the bottom half of the rudder, but I think I'm I'm, be- yeah. I'm banking on... Yeah. The, the, the skeg being really good theory. I think helpful. we should just get like a decoy rudder and just hold it and then... Let yeah. them I mean, it and then let them go. Yeah, we could go into a whole different podcast about tactics on what to do or... in case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, like, like do... a nature type of podcast. Well, we did. Yeah. We did one on the on the emission yeah. with yeah. um with Bryn. Bryn. So yeah, Bryn. that's actually how Bryn started coming on it because Bryn. We've we've done loads of Bryn now. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's how he first started on it. I was like, oh, we need to think about the orcas, and this guy actually knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, seen it firsthand. It's crazy oh, yeah. yeah yeah and he's had like his own experience with it as well do you know what's just crazy though about the orcas like if they weren't attacking boats if if i if i was swimming around and an orca popped up i wouldn't be afraid to be in the water because they don't attack human beings like yeah they've never hardly attacked ever human. yeah well not in the wild no, like there was the one who was at sea world and granted yeah, yeah. if you if you'd lived in sea world for 30 years you probably want to start killing everybody yeah. Oh, yeah. especially Fair the enough. person yeah. who's like throwing you a fish and yeah. exactly. all the time. get on the orca yeah uh, like just you know, I just want to say that was a hor- that was a horrendous thing. Um, but like other other than that, they're not animals that just you know swim around eating people. Um, yeah. but yeah, people have become quite terrified of them, and they're like, oh, we need to kill them. We need to oh, do all this. Like, yeah, this is the horrible part about it, isn't it? It's just yeah, it's... it becomes a negative, and it's like you know we're in their environment. Yeah, and, so and I think that that Facebook mm-hmm. group, particularly not naming it, but um, 
yeah and a lot of it gets shut down and you will get banned for it but there's a there's a lot or initially a, a year ago there was a lot of chat that was almost sort of um you know it was an it was an okay thing to suggest all sorts of manners of of maiming and killing and yeah, all sorts of these of these orcas and yeah and if you if you suggested anything else or if you went back at someone and said you can't say that i mean how dare you you'd have 10 people on your back going like oh here we go there's a lefty here trying to save the animals or it was like wow there's some real opinions out here like it's not a lefty oh. thing it's just no, like no, 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 human thing, really. it's just like don't oh. get stuff if you don't need to tofu eating yeah. orca, orca yeah. saving wokarate oh, that's yeah. what we're all gonna be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, crazy talk. I but... think it, it is the difficult one. Do you know the thing is, though, I do get where people come from when when they're like that on the orcas because it's like in Africa they kill elephants because elephants squash towns and they stample on people's homes and they destroy crops and all that type of stuff. And, you know, if you had like a, a wolf that was, you know, killing all your chickens uh, or a you fox that was killing all your chickens or whatever, yeah. yeah, you just shoot it. Do you know what I mean? So I get, yeah. I get if, if people are that minded, like, oh, I need food to hunt or this animal's destroying my property, I kill it, which you can, you know, legally you can do that type of stuff. But I see how they transfer that to an orca. The only yeah. difference is like, I think orcas are actually more intelligent than us. So it's like, it's not like you're just killing a chicken or you're killing a yeah. fox or a rabbit or whatever. Like these are actually super rare incredibly yeah, rare and dangerous. yeah yeah and actually this behavior is so rare it should be studied in a way i mean look you know we've not been in the situation where it's you know if your boat's getting taken down by one of these as well yes you know you don't know what you're going to do in that situation and how you would react i don't think the first thing i would do is is want to kill it but um you can see how maybe sitting here i haven't really got the um experience to sort of say oh, you shouldn't do that when if you are there in that situation, maybe you'd act differently. But I'd like to think <laughs> there's the right I way to do know. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would. No. Well, well, you know, there was like there was one um, scientist, I don't know if it's a scientist, whatever you call them, there was, there was somebody anyway, apparently an expert talking about it, and it was, in, it was in an interview, and they were saying that certain scars on like the mummy whale, I don't know, uh-huh. um, to, and, it, and it suggested that this had been attacked by a knife or a spear or something like that. Oh, and then um, they, they were speculating as to the reason why they started this behavior where they're going after sailboats. Like oh, maybe, yeah. you know, a sailor, like knife the mum and then, you know, now they all found, oh, you went after my mum type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in ter- the, the, then there was another documentary I was watching and they would basically just talk because the dolphins effectively and they're incredibly playful and they were basically just like, these are just orca games. And they were referencing another activity that was in the Pacific Northwest. Can't remember where in the Pacific oh, okay. Northwest. Okay. But they were lobster lobster pot smashing. So <laughs> all of a sudden, fishermen are pulling up the lobster pots and they're just all smashed to bits. And the yeah. killer whales are just swimming around like, oh, lobster pot, bash. Yeah. Exactly. It's so crazy. That these ginormous creatures just messed up our industries and our yeah. boats and it's just a game yeah. because <laughs> that's the, you walk around like i walk around the boatyard today and it's i mean, haven't, haven't been on the hard for for a while and and you see the rudders hanging off the back and you, you kind of just want to play with them you know like you're moving around a little bit yeah, you can't get it you can't i can't i do when I, I, just, yeah. I was players in that yeah yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah go on let's have a little touch of that um and it, yeah i don't know just Maybe yeah so let's see how long it yeah. takes us to get to the med but well you know Fingers crossed we don't come across any. Yeah, hopefully it's drama free. Any porpoises? Yeah. Porpoises, is that right? No. Porpoises? No, no, what are they called? Is it? Yeah, but is, it, is that what the technique is? It's a porpoise. Oh, I'm sure it's part of the family, isn't it? 
We need Bryn here to tell us. <laughs> yeah, where's Bryn? No. Yeah, so I know the dolphins. Like technically, it's a dolphin. Yeah, I yeah. Know, they're I know like the a large dolphin. What's a dolphin like? What what family is a dolphin in? The porpoise well, family. This is. I mean, I'm not. This is really an age-old like question. Will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Bryn. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like honestly. It's a porpoise. Tortoise. No, come on, stop it. Um, yeah, so you could you could have. <laughs> so you could have like a full season um kind of sailing around the Mets then, I suppose. If you can get down soon enough, you could spend a full summer at least. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be amazing. I think so. Yeah. And not to go too deep into the med and, and things, but um hmm. but I think yeah, it's all to do with how long we can stay in terms of Schengen and things, um, the Schengen shuffle or the hiding out from the law no but um yeah how how, how far how far we can go evading immigration officers yeah who knows who knows let's not say too much no <laughs> but um yeah it's all to do with that and if we can stay for longer we will there's a digital nomad visa that spain are talking about bringing in um yes yeah this is true which could be in january so if that is a thing then i think we will fit the criteria for that as we do work remotely mm-hmm. um but yeah, so we could explore those those options and that could give you a year or up to five years if you wanted it. But obviously we've got other, other plans, but yeah, we'll see. So that would dictate how quickly we and, you know, try and get into the med. If we can take our time, we will. But as you say, a nice season sitting around the Balearics at anchor and sounds horrible oh, why, why would awful, anyone want to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> why would you leave Brighton do you know what yeah, I mean exactly. yeah. Falmer, for example well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, so we'll, yeah we'll see how we get on yeah <laughs> yeah good. so hopefully it's the last winter where you're going to look like two homeless people that are just honestly yeah. <laughs> this is it. I've got like blankets on and scarves no way yeah, it's so cold. Well, that's the thing because the boat's <laughs> out now, and we can't use the diesel heater because they're well. Actually, the diesel heater sprung a leak as well. There was a big patch of diesel where it shouldn't have been, so that's another thing to fix now on the hard. But right, you know, if you're if you're going to be getting to the Balearics and probably spending the summer there, I think we'll probably end up meeting you because our boat is oh, in um, Greece. But as soon as we get the boat dropped in the water, which I'm hoping is like May. No, I can get it dropped in before that, but I'm just going to do it in May. So when the weather's nice, I'm just going to start sailing the boat back to Spain to pick up my wife and my child and my cats. Um, and then we'll, we'll, prob- we'll probably spend like the first year just chilling in the Balearics. Wicked. Oh, amazing. No way. Yeah, okay. we'll be so there, then, which will yeah. be wicked. We could be neighbours. Yeah, and I think Bryn and Jade will probably be on my boat because I think we'll be spending, I think we'll be spending a bit of time. <laughs> we'll be spending a bit of time on it as well. Yeah, so that'll be quite cool. I mean, what's what's the bigger idea? Is is have you got certain destinations you want to get to? Or I mean, you both seem like travelers as well. So is this a case of you just want to do this full time and you just want to see as much as possible and go wherever it takes you? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like yeah, yeah, there's not like kind of like a definitive like we want to do it for a year and then yeah, I think it's just if we could just keep going or again, like if we find somewhere that we both like and we go, okay, we're just gonna stay here for a like then yeah. that's also fine. There's and not like that, a massive plan. Yeah, and that's why the sustainability side of it in terms of being able to keep doing it for as long as you want because you're working at the same time, it allows you to spend as much time as you want in one place. You could spend, you know, um, yeah, you could spend a year somewhere or you could spend a week there, you know. Mm. But in terms of places where we want to hit, in terms of where we want to go, we've picked out a few, I think, haven't we? We've we've said um, French Polynesia would be in, just incredible. Yeah, um, I said you can, yeah. I can stay there. That's fine. You can leave me there. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> like, ba- like Bali, Indonesia, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. But also like um, 
like Pitu went up to Hawaii. Um, I think, well, they're up in, um, where are they now? Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere cold. cold. Yeah, but they went to Hawaii and that actually seems amazing. I want to, when we get through Panama Canal, it'd be great to go to the Galapagos and then pro- probably head up to Hawaii. Yeah. As much as we would want to go across to French Polynesia. But yeah, we'll, I think there's, I, I think the standard kind of, like what everyone does is, oh, you, know, you go down, you know, do the image, you do Cape Verde, you go across the Atlantic, and then you do your islands for a bit. Um, and yeah, maybe that just seems like the the norm and the run of the mill type, the, the safe way to do it. So I guess we are going to do that. But then it's after that, it's like, okay, well, the, the places I want to go and the things I want to, the, yeah. the headline sort of places are actually then after that bit takes place but that could be two or three years time so we haven't really cemented any of that into yeah into massive plans into yeah big plans, we can but... chop and change say around to yeah, that's good. south africa yeah. as well which will yeah. be cool yeah, yeah yeah you'll get there eventually yeah yeah you start coming back around um and you guys have been putting videos on youtube as well so you've been like recording your lives and putting them on the internet <laughs> it's crazy what's yeah. that like <laughs> so weird if someone said yeah. my friend said that so if someone said to you like two or three years ago you'd have like a youtube channel would you have believed them and i was like absolutely no way yeah like well, it's like my worst nightmare like hearing my own voice back it's just <laughs> awful um but yeah mm. we it's it's weird but we we kind of started it just because we thought it'd be like a fun thing to kind of yeah just record obviously what we were doing and have a bit of like a journal diary and then also kind of create a channel that I think maybe we wanted when we first started so a bit of like a two people who literally have absolutely no idea how to fix a diesel engine yeah like how to fix a diesel engine (laughs) how to sail just all of it just like yeah two sort of like normal-ish people yeah I think I think yeah I mean yeah everyone's you know watch sailing a vagabond everyone's watched you know the the the, the big ones but um and then and then maybe maybe yeah that, that that's what makes you realize that this sort of life is achievable um but in terms of then do you want a youtube channel because of them i don't think necessarily that's the case but um i don't think yeah i don't know i i think having the youtube channel is starts didn't start as an idea of like oh this could make some money or anything like that and i don't necessarily think that it that it can or will i still i don't think that it will get to that point where we're where we're going to live off it or anything so um so then it's kind of take it or leave it then isn't it it's it's sort of like that's not the reason we do meeting people and and making friends yeah exactly um, yeah it does open up opportunities and stuff as well to like do different types of adventures or yeah, yeah. Work with a company that's making something cool for a solar Definitely. panel system or whatever. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It, it is good for it's it's good. It opens oh up yeah, doors. yeah. And it's more. To, I think it's more that that we've got out of it, the community side of it. Um, you know, than actually, you know, because it's hard work, like filming, editing, and putting things out. We only do a video every other week, and because we are working mm-hmm. full time and things as well, and we've been stuck in Brighton for a lot of it, so we haven't had much to talk about other than engine stuff but you know it's turned into um, a diesel engine and brighton channel <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it so yeah. it's been every other week but even that it's it's a, it's a lot to do and it's a lot of time to oh. take up and so i don't think anyone would 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 in their right mind would do it for you know the fame and fortune of it because that's going to take a while but um <laughs> it's um but it's a huge tool as i said for the community side of things it's like oh it's yeah the, the sort of having someone reach out and say oh, i'll come and help you with your engine like that, that's incredible and that's only because of our presence on instagram or in on yeah. youtube and it's only because of that and 
yeah a lot of the help you can get is from people that will follow you follow your stuff and and yeah it's we're enjoying it still we are enjoying it yeah I think we're, we're still enjoying putting the videos together and and looking. as I said like they, they can help other people as well like sort of yeah as I said like kind of yeah two people trying to like navigate it and kind of yeah new yeah. to sailing and new to boat life if it helps anyone then that's great yeah yeah and I think it's you know there's a lot of people out there doing doing you the YouTube thing you know mm. so it's um and we're not going to say that we've got something different or something you know it's you invest in the people as much as you do the adventure so it's I guess if yeah. people enjoy watching us then that's that's what you're going to enjoy yeah um mm. and but I think we do have our own our own sort of yeah our own story to tell yeah our, and we're doing it our own way and as I said it's it's not buy a boat go sailing tomorrow it's buy a boat and this, this is the reality of it you know you, it might take you two years before you can leave and go to these places or you might buy a boat and need to spend 20 grand on rigging and find and somehow find 20 grand I don't I'm not working that good a job where I've got 20 grand just to chuck on things you know it's and then do you continue do you do you put the money into a boat that's 30 years old and and is the dream that worth it for you and it turns out it has been so we've can we've, we've carried <laughs> on but you know some people wouldn't and some people might go oh well, I was watching this YouTube channel I didn't see anything like that happen and now I'm sat here with a 30 year old boat that's broken and I can't afford to fix it why didn't somebody tell me that you know you got you've got to be as yeah. honest as you can and it might not be as as fun to watch but that's what the videos that like you said that we didn't have or or couldn't find when we started out and that's what we thought we set out to make is is videos that are saying well yeah, this is this is it another invoice you know another this and this is broken or this has happened or or, or yeah or it's not all doom and gloom you know we're, yeah. we're, we're here we've achieved this and out of mm. adversity we've managed to make our way to the solon or to falmouth like that's the great stuff but i think it's nice kind of everyone has their own sort of like channel their own take on it that you've got people who are like in their early 20s and they've finished uni and they've kind of gone like sod it i've got nothing to lose like we can sort of save up and buy a boat and go we're in our 30s we both work full-time we've done it that way and then you've got other people who've waited until they've retired and they've done it and I think that's so nice about yeah. it you've got such a mixture of people and there's no sort yeah. of like right time to do it or right way to do it you just got to kind of if you want it go for it yeah. and do what's right for you a common goal common interest mm -hmm. so it's it's you know I think um yeah it's like oh you've got a lot of budget sailors who you know scraped together five grand and bought a boat yeah. and, and can do it that way and that's a great story to tell um but I think there is a level that gets lost of like, um, you know, okay, we well can still have a job and do it. You're not cheating. Yeah. If you still, still work, you know, and you still, you know, you can yeah, afford yeah, a certain amount of, you know, something goes wrong. You, you can save up for it and, and pay for it. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's different, there's different ways to do it, but you're all, you've got, you've got a, com a common purpose and a common goal and enjoy being think, on the water. I think like the way you've done it and the way you're going about it is, I think it's going to be, I won't say the most inspirational because obviously the most inspirational is just like, oh, I had nothing and then I made 10 grand a yeah. year and now I've traveled the world. Like, okay, that's a really cool yeah. story. But for your average person, like if you think about it, the average person who probably really wants to escape and really, you know, go traveling and see the world, probably someone around our age, I'd say. Yeah. You know, maybe they've got kids, whatever, young. Yeah. But, you know, they've, they've done the silly years. You know, they, they, they want to get out of the rat race. And they don't yes. want to like go all the way through the corporate game or whatever. Cause then yeah. you're talking about if you're so into the corporate game that you're just waiting for your retirement, then that's just your time. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah. I think 
there's a lot of people who are really disillusioned with society, like today. Oh, and I yeah, think 100%. most of them are in our Definitely. age group. Yeah. Um, and they've I been think... through it. They've been through the, the financial, the credit crunch when it happened, you know, the, the financial exactly. crisis 2008. They've mm. been through a, a lot to get to mid 30s or whatever it is and, and yeah, or late 30s. And yeah, not you know, taking anything I'm away. Early 30s, thank you very much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, old boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. Always like, oh, I'm 37. Uh, actually, I am now. I always forget how old I am. I was 37 a few days ago. And I'm always saying to my oh, wife, oh, it's all right. You're, you know, you're, you're getting middle aged now. So, what are you talking about? I'm 32. I think oh, yeah, 32. she's young. She's young. You're like, like me. what? 30, oh, I'm 31. Yeah. So she's young. Still. She looks, yeah. she's she young. looks like 20. It's crazy. She's got such good genes. Um, <laughs> you just got to say yeah. that now, obviously. You've said her age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's thirty-two. Although she lives twenty. Um, yeah, but no, no I, but I think yeah. it's great because, like, you you really like your journey does talk to a certain space that a lot of people are in, and the way you're going about it is like, look, we're doing this and we're doing something crazy, but we're doing it in a really sensible way. But it's still crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's really good to see and listen to um, because. Yeah you're telling a lot of people that it, it, this is really achievable and you don't really have to sacrifice much. It's just going to take a bit of time. I think that's um, right, actually, that sacrificing. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have to go and quit the day job as such. You've got to just find one that works better for what? Making it yeah, just adapt your to life. life a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I think when we first did it, I think a few people were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, thinking we're just chucking our lives away. Yeah, like that's mad. But then I think that. when I spoke to some, like your family members and friends, they were like, oh, okay, like, no, this you've yeah. thought about this. This makes sense. You mm. have a plan, you know. Um, Who's this tattooed hairy man you met? Yeah, they did think that. They were like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, yeah. It's, I think there was a lot, you know, obviously to, to get, um disillusion with the with the with the rat race and the in the um you know living that life so you've 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 got to have lived in the rat race to to first yeah. so is there's no shame in having wanted a career or wanted a certain you know or or, or pursued you know you've gone to uni and you've got an apprenticeship or you've, or you've got a you become a graduate or something like that and so mm. you're in a biz, big business and you're going through the motions and before you've even realized that you're you become a city boy or you become, you know, like mm. <laughs> you're in that sort of role. Well, there's no, there's no shame. in then just going, actually, well, I've done my degree and I've done my chartership. Now I'm now qualified. That was the goal. Well, actually, but I'm not that sort of person or I'm not, it doesn't align with everything. Or that was as far as I wanted to get, how do I get out of that? Mm. And now you're, you, you know, it's un, unraveling that and going, well, this, you know, for me, it was like, there's a still like, I've lived a bit of an alternative life as a you know rocker or whatever when I was younger so I'm the last person you'd see in a suit and tie in in London but actually there was a part of that that, that appealed to me and getting the qualification and and what I thought you know was was and it is it's it's, it's quite an incredible thing to have done um but that was the point where I thought that's enough for me you know that's that's the yeah. level I wanted to get to and there's wanna... more to life and there's that. more to life there's yeah. something else yeah. now there's and that's now this is the next the next part of that so it's mm like you said, I think it's, it's going to appeal to a lot of people and a lot of people that are disillusioned with, with the way the country's going, the cost of living and, you know, what, what the pound can actually buy you now and you've worked so hard for, or you've got a house and the interest rates are just about to be hiked again. Um, you know, it's, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a lot of political unrest as well and things. And it's, um, yeah. So you could quite quickly, um, find yourself wanting a, a different sort of lifestyle and not not conforming to that 
sort of um machine yeah just playing yeah. <laughs> playing a part in the game yeah just take yourself yeah. out of the game and just just live by your own rules you know yeah. just don't don't work in their system anymore no yeah. just take you know, what like you one, need one... from the system yeah exactly make it exactly work just feel like i'll use the bank when i want to yeah. and then and that, just and maybe there. my mobile phone yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i'll agree to your terms and conditions but that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, gonna i'm not gonna get too way, involved yeah. in it yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like one one positive thing from covid and mm. you know obviously there's not that many positive things about covid because a shitload of people died mm. uh i i had a lot of friends who died from it actually our oh older gosh. friends um but you know usually you know, when you get people who are like evaluating their um you know their morals their values mm. what they're worth what they think life is about it can it most often takes a tragedy in someone's life for them to flick and be like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I've got. It doesn't matter what possessions I have. Money is worthless if I cannot yeah. be happy when I wake up. And it does usually take some type of tragedy. You know, someone dying, losing a wife, your kid leaving the house because they hate you as a parent. What usually takes yeah. something like that. But I think COVID has actually waken a lot of people up that Definitely. it would usually take a serious tragedy to, you know, stimulate That's... something in their mind, like yeah. get out, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's probably done a few people a lot of favors because I spoke, I spoke to a lot of people who've left and, you know, they're now in vans, they're traveling, yeah. bikepacking, they're on boats, they're doing something. And it's because mm. they were just like, yeah, I don't want to live in a country where the government tells me I can't leave my house and take my dog for a walk. Yeah, exactly. The way I look at it is like the veils dropped, if yeah. you know what I mean? Like that thin veil yeah. that is that is reality or not you know we go to work we do this uh, you know we get up in the morning you know all of that and how fragile that existence is um that veil drops and you had a glimpse of oh whoa what's <laughs> hang on a minute yeah we are you know this the level of control or whatever it is with the, you know that can keep you in your house or not um mm. you go yeah this is how this is how simple things are um and this is this is the the other the other sort of yeah the other way of doing things so there is another way of doing things and yeah we don't have to to do it this way because of how yeah the realization that covid probably brought was like you say yeah just a, a I think everything just yeah. like slowed down and everyone's perspective just changed like massively just like yeah mm. we don't need to be part of this speedy yeah machine yeah cons rat con race. consumption 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 yeah, yeah because like, you have yeah. no time to think in that yeah. space you're just constant like work like yeah come home go to bed like and just do the same thing like yeah. you know and i think yeah just sort of well, we were both on furlough for like four months and that's when it all kind of like we were just like yeah well, well let's let's yeah. do this and let's just make it yeah let's something new yeah because like it's with jobs and how fragile it is like i was in events and sort of exhibitions and then I got made redundant over the over the pandemic and it's just like yeah this job you've been in for six years and it's like you're so scared of losing and it can just be it's it's so fragile yeah, and know. the world keeps turning it's gone you know and yeah. it's it's okay yeah so, yeah and yeah. yeah i think that's that's yeah, the, like not... you say this tragedy like you know that's <clears throat> you know the the prospect of losing your job especially if you put yourself through you know the, the, the degree and the chartership to get this and then it's just been taken away from you which is what furlough felt like when we you know, you, you're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm on the chopping board at least. I'm about to get my job taken away. Well, that's the tragedy that sparks the, like, the fire, like you said. Um, yeah, exactly. Potentially that, yeah. And yeah, well, then, so, yeah. yeah, it's good that it did that in a way. Maybe it's, it's yeah. woke, you know, woke, woke a few people, I think, perhaps. I think so. Um, 
But yeah, Definitely. right. So where where should people find you if they want to start stalking you on the internet? Where's the best place for them? To <laughs> well, Lauren's the market. All so oh, right, yeah. <laughs> we do have Facebook, which I don't even know why, because not. Well, I suppose people do use Facebook. But a yeah, lot on Facebook like... anymore. No, Gen a, lot, a lot of people. Is it Gen Z or Gen X? No, boomers. boomers, yeah, it's a boomer thing. Boomers, yeah. boomers and Gen X. Yeah, <laughs> boomers, boomers and Gen X. Yeah. But then who watches sailing YouTube? Definitely boomers and definitely Gen X. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah. Not people are maybe. Yeah. Younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, same again for yeah, YouTube, Sailing Indiana, and then on Instagram as well. We're yeah, in yeah, Sailing Indiana as well. Yeah. Where did one. the boat name come from? Like Indiana? Did you pick that? Yeah, we always get asked this. People are like, are y'all in Indiana? Whereabouts in Indiana? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the state. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're like, no. But yeah, sorry. It's, um, well, the stories, I wanted to, to name the boat something to do with my mum. And then your mum said, um, I think Indiana got thrown in there somehow. And she was, or, no, it was her idea, wasn't it? I think your mum your mom suggested yeah. Indiana. Then I was like, well, actually, my mum loves Indiana Jones um oh, and so then cooler. it's like the link between well she loves harrison ford really but like <laughs> don't blame her yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was a sexy 70 year old man oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like there was the link there's your mum suggested it my mum likes that yeah. And, um, yeah and then so it was indiana jones and actually um yeah i mean he's any trouble he gets himself in he gets himself back out again you know so that's our yeah so that's what we're that's we've what gone we're with the adventurer the sort of yeah oh cool yeah. yeah all right that's good indiana right well listen thanks so much for sharing your story we'll speak soon cheers it's been a pleasure